Hello everyone and welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Our mission is simple. To discuss the video games we are playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of people who want to discuss gaming together. We are ending the month with another segment of Debate of Sorts. It's where we pick a topic and argue in favor of it, whether or not we agree. Today we have a mm, lukewarm take, but it's going to be fun to argue nonetheless. That topic? Mario Kart is the best racing game of all time. I know. I can hear some of you saying, well, no shit, random podcaster. While others of you are saying, hardly. Forza? Need for Speed? Gran Turismo? And you're saying Mario Kart? Garfield well, Kart? Give us a chance to explain why, please. Give us a chance. And after that, we will be discussing the games we've played this week, such as the new, rebooted Saints Row, Coffee Talk, Roller Drome, and Tunic. And on the back end of the show, we're going to do a one-off and discuss the recent news of the PS5 price hike. And please stick around for the end of the show where we do our Patreon shoutouts. So let me introduce you to the guys. First, my name is Shay, and I'm your host. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Um, I'm thanking you for being here. Thanking you for having me, not thanking myself, by the way. Let's just be clear on that. I'm not that much of an egomaniac. But I am joined by the article master, as we so affectionately don't call him. He is a lover of all things superhero, and yes, that even includes the Sentry. Please welcome Rich Meister. Rich, how you doing today? I was doing really good until you brought up the Sentry. <laughs> I had to do some research for that intro. You like yeah, that one? Pull that, that one really, right out of my head. Really ass. not what I was expecting today, if I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I was not, exp I was not <laughs> expecting a topical Sentry reference. Yeah, well, you know, the thing is, I don't know much about superheroes, and I, sure. I, I was thinking to myself... Great, because you're keeping so many people in the dark. So many people right now are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Well, that, and I, I was going to get to that, yeah. And so I was researching a little bit, and I was like, well, what, is, uh, what is a superhero not a lot of people know about, and the people who do know don't really like? And uh, I came across the gold mine that is known as the Sentry. What I love... particular prompt what i love about the sentry is that even his alter ego sounds like it's made up uh i think it has more to do with like prop because uh the alias of the sentry is robert reynolds which sounds like you're confusing robert downey jr and ryan reynolds kind of yeah it kind of does but so for those of you who don't know and rich can probably add more depth and clarity to the to the description i'm about to provide but the Sentry was introduced a long time ago as Marvel's um, answer to uh, DC's Superman. And uh, he was not very well liked by fans. So no, um, he's been um, brought in, taken away in multiple comics. And it's gotten so bad to the point where they've even killed him off. Yeah, they, he also been under different, multiple aliases in the past, but like it was again, 
it's hard to pinpoint like what the the goal with the century was at a certain point marvel had a team that was supposed to be like the spoof of the justice league and it had century at the the front um century's a really shitty character yeah that's what i was reading just all around not cool he's just super uninteresting and um i mean i'd i'd argue the same for superman the way most people write him Mm. Uh, there's some really good for anyone who's interested in what I think is a real good Superman book because there's a lot of bad ones. Uh, Superman American Alien is one of the the best Superman runs, and it's probably like ten years old at this point. I was about to say it's not that old, but it's probably pretty fucking old by now. Mm. Yeah, ten years old is not that old when you uh, get to be in your late twenties, early thirties, and so yeah. on. Yeah. In your teens, ten years is a lot of time. It's a lot. It's not so much now. No, no, not at all. But uh, as you can Rich, tell by all the gray in my hair, it's not that much. <laughs> I'm glad you're here, buddy. Thanks for being here. Um, of I appreciate you. I'm also joined by a Renaissance person who is known for their love of gardening, spirits, and writing fanfic about that one episode of Star Trek Next Generation where Beverly has sex with the ghost of the man who had sex with her grandmother. Uh, there's two truths and a lie there, people. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how are you doing today? Okay. Um, Ectoplasm. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, a little... I don't know. True. I've, I've, I've still got a bunch of crud from everything that's just kind of been settling in my chest lately, so I've... Trying not to be hacking crap up constantly because we're in audio format and it's 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 a lot. So is that Josh? I gotta I gotta ask for clarification for those listening, and myself probably. Is that crud from uh, your recent bout with COVID, or is that crud f- on your chest um, from writing all that fanfic? Yes. <laughs> Ejaculate. <laughs> That's what I was saying, Rich. Ejaculate. I didn't think it was clear, so I just wanted to. Well, ejaculate usually is never clear. Um, and that, well, it that's depends on what you've been eating. said usually I, is never. I think it depends on what you've been eating. I only eat the clearest of foods. Uh, the clearest of ejaculate. I want, my, I want my gist to look like a prism. That's what they say. <laughs> that's what I read in Josh's fanfic. Yep, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we say. Josh, how many books have you written of just that one episode so far? Um, I like the one that has the snorks in it. I mean, it. I consider the entire thing one book, but like mm. as far as actual volumes, uh, right? Up to is it fourteen now? God damn, dude. My favorite's the Old Testament. <laughs> I was gonna say, I like the one oh. where uh, uh, Worf ends up becoming Beezlebub for an episode. Mm. Or, I guess, a, a, vol- a volume, rather. Y- you don't see it coming, but it works. It does work. It works well, I mean, well. that's the whole point of it being <laughs> literary. You, don't see you, it you, you, get to, you get to imagine it coming. <laughs> like ejaculate. <laughs> Uh, who do you it's think a is a very highbrow show? 
Who do you think is the more awkward comer, Worf or Data? I, 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 don't, think da, I don't think Data comes. Well, he simulates it. That's what I'm well, saying. Well, I mean, that's... The, mm -hmm. Worf has two penises, but I Data mean, it, has to it, it simulate the It is Worf because Data can't actually feel the awkwardness. It, it doesn't matter how awkward it could possibly be, mm. D Data would have, you know... Like, no actual experience He's unaffected of it by being it. awkward. Yeah. Right, yeah. he has no like, shame he, about as it. As far as he knows, it's go that's how it's supposed to happen. Uh-huh. Right. Like, my thing with Worf, though, is like... Wow, we're really getting into this. If he's having sex with a typical humanoid, um, let's just say human for, for, for shit's sake, what does his other penis do? Just kind of, like, hangs out on the side? She jerks it off. for three or four. Yeah. <laughs> there's other a, orifices and that's that's what you can learn about in the fanfic we just gave you a, a nice taste of uh what josh has been writing about of come <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for being here josh um <laughs> uh, let's get into the show let's get into the actual topic of the show i and, guess uh, I, I mean, we could talk more about the fanfic if you no, want. No, I'm good. I'm good. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this is pretty easy, like we talked about. Basically, we're not debating against each other, like taking a stance for or against. We are arguing this point in favor of it, whether or not we agree. And we could even, like, partially agree with this, not fully agree, but we still have to argue in favor of it. Uh, this is a format that we tried last month. We're going to try again this month, see how it goes. And if we need to make some tweaks, we may do just that. Um, I was actually thinking about making some minor tweaks, but I wanted to give this one more shot before we make any tweaks. Um, Mario Kart is the best racing game of all time. Rich, I'll, I'll leave it up to you first to start out this topic. Sure. I know how you feel about it, but um, take it away. Yeah, um, I think, and this is my genuine opinion on a, um, if we're looking at racing video games and where they've come and where they've been, like, Mario Kart is kind of uncontestedly the best at it, and I think because it just, it takes the concept of racing and, like, dumbs it down in all the right ways to make it the most accessible video game version of it and is like the prime example of the easy to learn hard to master um because like a child could pick up mario kart and like cream everyone around him and just be like i am good enough at this that this works but then mario kart has all these tack-ons that you know some of them came later but like you can be awesome at Mario Kart and then one dude who actually knows how to drift shows up and it's like the game is completely changed. Mm -hmm. Right. <clears throat> right. Um, you know, yeah, that's fair. Josh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you take it next. Um, I've done a lot of talking already. Take <laughs> it deep, Josh. Uh-huh. I know what I said. There have been a lot of euphemisms already in the past. You've missed this dick. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um. Goodness, my brain. I'm. I'm just. Can't get worse penis out of your mu penis penises. The hamster's not running because the the it's so focused on worse penis mm -hmm. peni. Kind of gummed Pen the works penises. Up. Peanut pop pineapples. 
peanut pie? Pe- PewDiePie. Huh. <laughs> um, I was thinking of octopi, peanut pie. Aha. <clears throat> uh-huh. Hmm. Cocks. Dicks. The- Boners. What is our show? We don't know. <laughs> our show is. It filth. definitely used to be about video games. It's. I filth. remember those. I I seem to. Don't I? We did. I didn't imagine that, right? We, no, that happened at some point. Okay. Yeah. You know, we have these. We have these shows once every two months, Josh, where we just we come become completely unhinged. And, come. You know. Sorry. Yeah, just let it happen. Yeah. Come's not great on your hinges. It's, the uh, end. Epi- the name of this episode is just come. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I probably. Yeah. All right. Cool. Come. It's de- dot. It's dot. De- dot. It's decided. Probably. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um. Not a better title out there. Mortal Kombat. Uh. <laughs> Let's just what are we talking about? Star Chomp to Come Squad. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, Josh, Mario Kart is the greatest game of all time. Uh, why? Another greatest racing game of all time. <laughs> the greatest game of all time. That's a, a bit of a reach. Oh, sorry, greatest, greatest racing game, yeah. Okay, I was, I was about to say, like, that, I, I feel like I'm going to have to reach a little bit deeper than Rich did with explaining why it's such a good racing game if we're going with greatest game of all time there. That... No, greatest racing game, I'm racing sorry. Racing game, okay, all right, that's a little bit. I too have worse e- easier to justify there. I I feel like I'll have an easier time. Um, yeah. I mean, are we just saying the series in general? Why it's like the greatest racing series? Or are we? Um, I was I thinking in in a, from a se- from a series standpoint. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, you I, I wasn't take specifically <clears throat> hanging my hat on like Super Mario Kart or All right, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, the, the, as a series, it absolutely is. And and you can see that easily just by the number of games in the series compared Mm. to, you know, basically everything else that comes up in this conversation when, when usually speaking about it, not, you know, there's some, like a few games that just come out way too often that you know, aren't really ever on the top of anyone's list because it's just what they do. Um, the, 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 the series has innovated in a lot of ways um, that have affected the game's landscape kind of as a whole uh, with the... Um, Probably one of the best examples would be like the balloons modes uh, where, you know, okay, we've got this system. We're going to make a completely different game type to just put in here mm. because we it's, there's enough here to, to, to be, you know, still enjoyable doing a completely other thing with the moveset like, we've given you um yeah and it's a really like, good point th- like that 
really doesn't happen in other racing games other than oh you're doing laps this this one's a time trap like there's there's not a lot and a few other games have kind of taken that idea like okay we'll we'll add different things you can do in there finally but nothing quite as completely fundamentally oh no you're you're doing a combat game that just happens to be in cars here um i mean that mode was good enough that there are whole that that's a genre now um yeah yeah it's a really good point i and, you yeah. know i think you have a good i think you have a good point there and i think this kind of ties along with rich's point that um a lot of other racing games like <laughs> like the ones that i mentioned forza and gran turismo not as much need for speed in the past more so probably now than in the past mm-hmm. um i don't know what the most recent need for speed game was i can't remember but those games probably like there is mobile. a probably uh there is a lot of variability in the game but it's more down to the technical and Mm. that is for you know the people who really like getting into the tech technical aspect of cars they they know kind of um as a general whole what what cars are how what they consist of what they make up so when it comes to customization of gameplay, it's it's that, you know, getting into the oh, yeah. mechanical aspect of it. And the yeah, the differences just so are, are just kind of the nitty gritty of how an builds. individual car works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to be honest with you, I've never been the most interested in cars ever. You know, like mm-hmm. I have a car, if it runs, has a few of the amenities I'm looking for, I'm good to go. You know, I, I've never gotten down to, like, the specific engine I want, things like whatever, cha- well, chassis. I'm, Let me say cha- random words. I think you were looking for chassis. Um, I, chassis. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> How the fuck would I know? And um, I chassis. I know these are not things I chesty. take into account because, you know, my car is to get to work like i'm not a fucking race car driver like that stuff is interesting in the minutia of a world where it is applicable. your name isn't jerry jerry was a race car driver um mm. <laughs> exactly but i mean the yeah i mean that kind of minutia there is a ton of variability and customizability in that but that i would absolutely argue that that is not for the general person right yeah um, and you, a lot of that's not even like general big person. picture changes it's it's you're still doing the same thing just with a different car to do it with yes at that point right exactly um yes some some of the things that i i look at like back in the day older need for speed and other racing games of that ilk it had some of that but it was also about the the fun nature of just like racing in different situations in on different maps and stuff like that um, it was a little bit more simplistic in that way, and that is more always more fun to me. Where it's it's like the game is simplistic in its like in its core makeup, but mm-hmm. there is a lot of technicality if you want to dig that deep into um, being yeah. good at something. And it's that's also... what that, that's to Rich's point, where he was saying like it's simple enough for anybody to pick up, but in order to master it there's a lot of technicality to it. And I think that is yeah. one of the reasons why, like I would agree with Rich 100%. That's one of the reasons why Mario Kart is um, 
the greatest racing game of all time because of that simplicity where anybody can pick it up. Yet to master it, it requires a lot of you. Yeah, yeah. And, and kind of going to that whole, there's, there's nowhere near the sort of tweaking that you get in something like Gran Turismo. But nor does it need it. Well, nor, nor does it need it, but all, but there is enough customization there with, you know, different parts that you're going to pick. And I think the biggest thing uh, that they do is in the different circuits. They're different CC. Like, oh, you're, you're, it's, it's just like you're playing in a, like an actual go-kart uh, where and, the higher circuits are like, oh, no, you're just putting a significantly stronger engine. You're allowed to use a much, much stronger engine in this circuit and what that essentially does is not just oh the game is faster i have less reaction times it's it's legitimately handling as if there's just a whole lot more power under the hood with you know oh you actually have to break to not fly off of every corner uh it also speaks to like how finely tuned it is that like when they got to the point where they started ending like 200 cc, mm-hmm. like 200 cc in modern Mario Kart is so powerful that it like if the game were not as technically sound as it is, it would break it. Like it, yeah. it's it gets insane. Like yeah. it comes close to breaking <laughs> the game, but that's like 90 percent of the fun of like these carts are now too fast. Yeah, yeah, mm. and it's it's really neat that it's you know. It's not just, oh, this mode is harder now. The, the competition's going to be stiffer. Yes, that, but, the, like, it's also significantly harder to control your own cart at the speeds you're now moving at. Yeah. Um, can, can I be honest with you guys about something? Hmm. I prefer you didn't. But I no. didn't know what CC meant in Mario Kart games until right now. Right really? now? You, you, what did you, you look think? that up? Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know what it meant. Like, I, I think the thing I Cubic thought was seven. is, like, I just like never really paid much attention, but I was like, oh, it must mean like the, the maps are longer or um, I don't know. Like it changes the conditions of the maps or something. I don't know. Cunt clusters. Cunt clusters. The number of. Is that, a po- is that a Pokemon? Cunt cluster. <laughs> Cloister evolves into. Uh, don't like that. <laughs> don't like that. <laughs> you said it. Don't like that. <laughs> if I liked everything I said, I would never talk, Shay. Mm. I think quite the opposite. You would always talk. But anyways, no, um, be, that is that I would have nothing to say. Well, here's the thing. I admit I, I said that out loud because I'm sure there are at least a few people out there like me who have never understood that and never bothered to oh look i'm it sure up. i oh, don't yeah, think yeah. you're like a fucking idiot for not understanding that i'm just surprised yeah no i mean like yeah. there are many things in this world oh, i don't sorry. know about. i'm texting josh tell him about this fucking idiot i know <laughs> <laughs> it's just like one of those things you know one of those things i never looked up never learned and never bothered to until this conversation so thanks guys you taught me something today yeah the more you know yeah but um what's another uh, another good reason why mario kart is the greatest game uh racing kart game of all time you don't care about the driver most of the times in racing games but you know what you have a whole cast of lovable characters that you Mm -hmm. truly care about and you get to pick from a lot of them every race 
or every racing cup, rather. It was the first video game that allowed us to play as Bowser, and society's moral compass has never recovered. Mm. Is that what that was? Yeah. That was that, that was, the, you're saying that's the true tipping point for society? That's the day that evil was born. It wasn't Shrek, like I stated earlier. Hmm. That was off the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a throwback to a thing you guys didn't hear. <laughs> uh yeah. Half an hour ago. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, realistically, there aren't many games racing games that do that. Like Crash Team Racing tried to imitate that model. And I think that is a fantastic racing game as well. Oh, that game's um, great. And I think it like if they had continued to make those, like it could have been a, a contender. Like Crash Team Racing is a I if anything, I'll give CTR the credit of like I thought their adventure mode was a cool idea that I was always slightly disappointed Mario Kart never emulated. Right, exactly. I mean yeah, yeah. I could go in on that game, but that's not the spirit of the conversation, unfortunately. I'm glad you're giving it its flowers, but um, there there haven't been many racing games that have been able to successfully imitate the model that Mario Kart does, and I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of racing games or um, series are actually trying to actively do, but for me, I, I, I'm always more connected with a game when I'm connected with the characters that are involved. And even if there isn't some great overarching story in Mario Kart, I, you know, I, I have some level of affection for the characters due to other IPs that they've been in. Yeah. And as a result, when I get to play as one of those characters I really like and care about, that makes me more attached to the race. Like, I, sure. I want to see this character mm-hmm. I like win. Yeah, and I think that's something that kind of Nintendo knew about right off the bat with with Mario Kart using the rest of their characters, and and, and then with F Zero also having unique characters instead of just oh you're picking a different racer. Um, James McCloud. I, th- I think it. I think it. Uh, yeah, it, it gives you a good connection. Uh, yeah, when one can be Wario, anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, well, another good point I I really love about um this game are the races feel like, and this is kind of an extension of what Rich said at the beginning. The races never feel too difficult or too technical, minus a few like end game maps that are honestly pretty brutal. Um, but for the most part the levels in this game or the races feel very accessible, uh, which is nice. I, I mean, yeah. when, when you're playing these levels, they're very interesting. The backgrounds are extremely varied as uh, Nintendo has the luxury of going deep in their bag and pulling levels from many different IPs, and, which is a nice thing. The scenery is constantly changing. And on top of that, the levels never feel like the brutal versions that they're imitating you know like there are some levels that are in the various mario games and mario games can be really tough but you never feel like you're you're dealing with that level of um difficulty that you would play in a normal mario game it's it's a i wouldn't say it's a watered down version it's like a simpler version made for racing so you don't have that level of difficulty generally we all love waluigi pinball Truth. Um, truth. Yeah, I, I think truth that's power. kind of another another one of those, with with a lot of exceptions, because there's a fairly big variety 
in in the Mario Kart tracks. Especially but, in Mario Kart 8 these days. Oh yeah, with with a game every that will track. pretty soon have every track yeah. from Mario Kart ever. Um, but kind of what what I was getting at there is that the tracks are also something you learn. Um, there are so many uh, Mario Kart tracks either have multiple options of ways you can go that are similar. Uh, some of which are you know better if you're in a certain type of cart. Um, like if you, you know, and, and, and others with just, just, you know, it's just a shortcut period type of, uh, things to learn. Uh, some, some of which fairly well hidden. Um, yeah, yeah. Like I, I miss the days when that was a much more common thing. Uh, and I, I kind of get why they don't do that because it's, weird having somebody just have a shorter track than the rest of you because they know about a shortcut uh but i think that you know the one time you lose because someone uses a shortcut like that you're gonna be like what the fuck was that and now it's it's worth it it's worth it for the kind of excitement of like oh seriously you can go there i thought that was just like a you know where hazard comes into the level you can go there yeah it's it's it it adds this this level of kind of mystery that you have you kind of have to you have to not like get deep into the community but you're going to you're going to find new stuff as as you play with different people um and it's i really like that i like that experience of uh not feeling like you know everything about a game and this this is the sort of game that you can eventually know everything about uh, it's not massive, massive, but there's enough there that if you aren't putting a ton of time into it, you're not going to know everything about it. There's there's always going to be little secrets here and there that someone else can use to to beat you with, even if you're really good or whatever. So right, right, right. Yeah, I I think that yeah, that's a great point. And one of the other things I think about too is kind of we were talking about um, how the game is simple to get into. I think that you don't have to exclude other racing IPs in this conversation. You can take, put a positive spin on it and say, I think a lot of us are for one of our first racing games was Mario Kart and people who jumped into more in-depth racing games and racing IPs that they got their start from Mario Kart, you know, that kind of, um, uh, spurn that love on for racing and racing games and that goes on for people who want to get more technical with it and get more into it to move yeah. into other racing games i mean a lot of i don't i i in my limited experience so this is obviously um not true evidence to the the conversation which none of our conversation should be taken as true evidence but anyways um all of it should <laughs> fucking market now, i want to hear this it. read aloud in a court of law bird law there'd be but, like um, and then you said he heard them coming did you find that funny mr meister and he'd be like <laughs> uh at the time that's right and i still do it's hilarious. i did at the time and i still do now you're reading no, but, it wrong it's hysterical <laughs> so <laughs> excuse me i i don't think you would hear a lot of 
racing game enthusiasts say they dislike Mario Kart. A lot of them got their start with Mario Kart and they moved on to those more technical in-depth games. Like Garfield Kart. So it's a, it's a great um I don't know the exact word I'm looking for here but it it is like the, maybe it's the incubator for uh racing game enthusiasts. Could be. None of us here have, you know, gone down that long, dark tunnel of uh, racing games and racing Yo, Not in a long do you, time. Do you, I, do you want me to talk about F1 games? Yeah. I'm, I'm not a... My... my um, Gran Turismo 2 is, is excellent for that. And I've, I think I'd still be in a Gran Turismo if their monetization weren't complete dog shit at this point. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I used to really like that, that, that amount of, you know, okay, you, you, you know, make different trade-offs with, you know, how, how, how do you want to pick different tires that are gonna be better for different parts of the track, pick different, you know, okay, do I, do I, do I want more weight? because of a, a certain section here that I know is, is an issue or do I want less weight? Cause it, you know, better acceleration here and there, mm. like to, to the point of, you know, customizing the entire gearbox, um, just to get Hell it yeah. set up the way you want. I used to really love that. And I, I've had a hard time getting into it since too. Um, just because yeah, a lot, a lot of the, games since then have really been kind of messy as far as like i was saying how how they handle you know buying new cars and stuff like that and it, it you know mm. just either requiring way the fuck too much out of you or just oh just give us money just just give us money to unlock this stuff instead of it being just like a normal game like you you know you slowly unlock stuff just like mario kart hey um which is a much better system. Um. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I think one of the funnest parts that what you were talking about a little bit earlier, Josh, um, is that it's not just about racing. It's about um, the battle of the race as well, where oh, you're yeah. using power-ups and stuff, <clears throat> which can it adds a, an additional element that is sometimes fun and sometimes frustrating. You know, who, who yeah. in the world likes being hit by the blue shell? Not a single person, but uh... it adds, it adds <laughs> an extra level that's fun to yeah. an otherwise rote style of gameplay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faux show. Yeah. And I mean, if there's anything that can close this argument up, which I think we're all in agreement on, there's no fucking Forza beer party. There's no Forts of Beer Party. There's no yeah. Gran Turismo Beer Party. There's no Need for Speed Beer Party. Beerio Kart remains supreme. Beerio yep. Kart is king for a reason. You guys, you guys pl- ever like played Proper Rules? I love that that fucking game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I went to college too. Yeah, no, we all, <laughs> we all went to college. We know you did. You fucking podcast and piece of shit. <laughs> you know the thing was when I went to college. Um, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't realize this was going to happen, but 
when I was uh, mentriculating. As, I got chlamydia. Um, some people say. Or much for me, it was if you'd gone to college or something. Yeah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> I, I, you know, I didn't realize that there were going to be so this. It was going to be so prevalent. The the breeding of brainwashed crowd following individuals. Oh. Really, I heard. Um, I heard about that. Yeah. It's it, it it's kind of crazy to me. It's it's just a it's a profit for universities. It's a fucking oh my scam. Fucking god! Oh my fucking god! I mean, <laughs> schooling these days does nothing oh. but push liberal agenda. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty useless when four years of on-job training in Google can make a much more knowledgeable person that actually has real-world skills and a backbone <laughs> and can do the job. You're playing this too straight. Do you think that guy listens to the podcast? Dude, I guarantee he's gonna fucking listen. Fuck that guy. <laughs> if you're listening, uh, fuck you, buddy. I got to that. I like this new tone we're going for. We talk about cum a lot. Like if he act, honestly, if he makes it this far into the show, he's got some yeah. fucking patience. No, I got into an argument with a guy. Uh, I don't know if this is gonna make the show, Josh. You'll have to decide. But I got into an argument we'll with a guy yesterday about this. All school three intros loan. made it into the show last week. <laughs> I really, I really liked it. I thought. It was Did it show. really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's better. It's better oh, that way. No. Oh no. Oh, the show becomes more avant-garde by the day. <laughs> no, yeah, um, sure, I got into an argument that. yesterday with somebody about the school loan forgiveness stuff, and uh, mm. I got called a fucking liberal and yeah, all all that shit. Well, I mean, that's yesterday. your own fault for knowing what numbers are. That's true. That's true. My you, mistake. My you mistake. Anyway, fucking book learning. Yeah, but, but in all all seriousness, somehow <laughs> back to the topic at hand. Um, yeah, I mean, there, Burial Kart is one of the most famous video game games, if that makes sense, right? And it's around one of the greatest racing games in the series of all time, Mario Kart. Mm -hmm. How do you argue with that? I also uh, played a lot of Lizard Man shots in college. I don't know if you guys ever played that. No idea. That's when you play Soul Calibur and you turn on NPC Lizard Men and you have to take a shot for every Lizard Man you kill. Aha. Uh -huh. That sounds awesome. It's how there you were die no before survivors. you go to the bar. We never made it to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I wouldn't expect you to. Good times. Yeah. Simpler, more interesting times. Things were so easy back then. They were. Because I was were, busy. As he holds up I a just pair spent of my days, to his temple. <laughs> I just spent my days getting brainwashed. It was easy. I knew exactly where I was, what I was doing. Fucking liberal cuck. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> now they're both holding scissors to their temple. What is, it? What is this show? Now I'm saying that. We're gonna go on fucking break unless I you guys have. Like in yeah. all seriousness. <laughs> in all seriousness, I like Clock pulling the mask away for a second. I don't per se think that Mario Kart is the greatest racing game of all time. I think it is one of the greatest racing games. I wouldn't say it is the number one all time mm. greatest. But... You think it's Sonic R? Yes. <laughs> I'm kidding. You really it's, are a brainwashed liberal. It's yeah. Sonic Drift. Uh, I mean, it should have been called Sonic Drift. Now, now, Why the now fuck that we've am I in a the car? Segment and we can actually voice our own opinions. It's Death Stranding, right? Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> Agreed. Um, okay. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts on Mario Kart being the greatest racing game of all time? It's the we... only racing game where you can play as Waluigi. Yep. I'm sure there are mods out there for other games. That's, okay, the Probably. only game unmodded mm. where you mm. can play as Waluigi. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do think, um, in all seriousness, CTR is another game that... Oh, it's great, but it's also like a direct ripoff of Mario Kart. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's fair. But I, I just think that for its time, because obviously Mario has had so much more um, entries into its universe, at the time that CTR came out, it, ha- it had an, a big enough of a world to rival Mar- Mario at that time. Oh, I it was think. a big deal. It, the, they leaned main... into what the console did better, which was have more storage. Yeah. They, the, the difference being they made a sequel that wasn't good, but then they made a remake that took all the stuff from the sequel that was good and put it in the original game, and that's a really good game. Yeah, that's also true. That's also true. I wish, you know, like, obviously there's not a big enough world for Crash to continue to make more of those games, but I, I do think it totally poor, is. Poor people have to keep remaking The Last of Us every three months. Yeah, if maybe we'd let them time. make a new game. Well, I mean... <laughs> It could be Vicarious, a better use of their times, I think. Your, jo- your joke is well documented. I Obviously, Vicarious Visions did uh, the work on number four, but um, yeah. I, <laughs> I do appreciate your joke. How, how many times can we see Joel being an asshole? At least four more. Whenever he's on camera. Thanks, Mark Wahlberg. All right. Well, wait. No, sorry. Wrong series. I like. Anyways, let's go on break. Uh, we'll be right back with the games we played after these fine messages from ourselves. Take it away, me. This Sunday, Sunday. at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Arena, Sunday, Monster Truck Rally. That's right. There are going to be lots of bitches, lots of big tough guys. Sunday! And yours truly down there at the Monster Truck Rally. And we're going to be wearing Chomp Gear. Store.swordshop.com. Store. You can buy lots of nice gear and t shirts, so when you fuck your bitch in the bleachers, you have something to look at. Raw dogging it. Oh, baby. No condoms, because we don't sell those yet. That's right, and if you look up at your sword chomp clock, you'll know how fast you came inside of her. C-U-M. That's right. Here, let me tell you about my friend Dale. He's going to tell you more about the store.swordchomp.com. Dale, take it over. I tell you, I went on over to store.swordchomp.com, got myself a t-shirt, got myself a hat, got myself something for my dog. It's a good deal. That's right, Dale. That's right. So if you're interested in repping your favorite podcast while watching a bunch of trucks slamming into each other, head over to store.swordchomp.com. Store.swordchomp.com this Sunday, 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 Sunday. I like titties. All right, we back. Thanks for waiting for us, guys. Appreciate that. We're going to talk about some video games, as if we weren't already talking about one. We're going to talk about a bunch, and that's because we played a bunch this week. Rich, 
Some. You played the new Saints Row. It's the reboot. Tell us about it, man. I'm really curious about this one. Oh, geez. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> I really like Saints Row, like, as a general rule. Uh, I really wanted this to be awesome. I feel like uh, there's some coolness here, but let's start with the easy one. This game okay. should not have shipped. Wow. It's not ready. It's not. It's it's uh, it's a technical mess. Um, I haven't encountered a ton of it yet, but I have seen troubling stuff just soft locks all over the place um more fundamentally than just technical issues i don't Rich, think can, can you can you tell us what soft locks are just getting frozen up in a menu like that oh okay uh, gotcha yeah, yeah gotcha uh just the game dropping in general um on a more like this needed more time in the oven kind of sense i don't think the shooting feels particularly good mm. um is that like, from a mechanical standpoint? Is that just like that intangible feel aspect? It's to it? mechanical. It doesn't feel right. Uh, the dead zones on uh, the PS5 are all off. I, I've heard it's the same for PC. Um, like you can adjust some of that, but also it doesn't really feel like anything has any impact. Uh, it just doesn't like it's serviceable, but it's not good. Um, hmm. That's a shame. It, it is. It is. It looks good uh, on the. I really like the setting, this sort of like Arizona-y desert, New Mexico kind of setting. Um, I don't, I haven't explored enough of the city yet to really comment on how like alive it feels or anything like that. But it's different enough than pa past Saint Ro eh, Saints Rose and different enough than most modern open world stuff that I think it was a, a kind of a welcome change. Okay. Uh, uh, the, what city is it like imitating? Cause I, I don't it's know. It's feeling like very New Mexico-y. Is there a specific city like Santa Fe or something like that? I, I don't know the area well enough to really say. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's a real life city that you could probably Google and find. Oh, they're literally going for this. Um, gotcha. Okay. But I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I don't know enough about that area to, to, to say with authority. So I'm not going okay. to. Okay. Um, because of the setting. Sorry, I'm asking so many questions. Yeah, I'm, no, no, that's like, fine. Please ask. I genuinely am curious, really curious about this game. Um, because of the setting, is it dealing a lot with kind of border issues and border disputes? No, uh, none so far as what I could see. The, the thing that kind of worries me, and I do hope the uh, plot punches up a bit more and has a little bit more fangs, because right now I kind of feel like this team at Volition at Deep Silver understands that people really like Saints Row, but they don't really get why. Um. Right now, it kind of feels like a satire that isn't sure if it's satire or not. And that kind of sucks because um, I really I really think there is a fun bit of satire to be had here. Because number one, with the new setup, which I'll get into a little bit here, because obviously this is a reboot of Saints Row um, with new characters. Like there's no Johnny Gat, there's no Shondi. I think all that stuff is for the best. This is a new version of the boss that you're creating. And the setup is this new team is they're roommates and when the game starts you're just doing your best to make rent you're working for like this private military company and slowly taking out these gangs and it starts with a flash forward which makes it clear that it's kind of going to slowly devolve into you taking out these gangs and being like well we're going to start our own gang then and we're going to fucking run this town mm. um but a lot of the hints at the beginning are very like uh 
anti-capitalism, like, socialist movement. Like, everybody talking about how they don't need possessions, and, like, the first mission is you literally holding up a credit union. Um, wow, okay. Th- but, so it's like, very on the nose. Yes, but I, I think that's smart if it pays off well, because that's the whole point of the Saints in the original series like they're this counterculture group that wants to like upset capitalism and take down the man and then they turn into this multi multimedia empire where by the third game they are the exact thing they hate and they're holding up a bank just for the publicity okay okay that's interesting so yeah like you said you're not far enough in the story to see like where no, the story's being taken like, which which that's okay that's okay i mean this is all first impression stuff maybe i'm just old man yells at cloud at this point but i feel like they're doing things that have the potential to be funny and then there's just no joke or the joke is bad i get um, that i saw i saw a clip um on twitter actually where people are kind of poking fun of the game where it's like one character where she's going fuck shit 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 fuck shitty shitty i did that mission yeah like is the the joke that she said fuck like i don't understand like saints row as a a a thing was smarter than this it always was maybe not so much in one but (laughs) two through four yeah they were way smarter than this uh uh do you think that there are like different styles of comedy and satire that they're going for. It's like a broader version. No, of that. I think they're trying to emulate what the old games did, but they're just missing the mark. Okay. Gotcha. That's that's like when you like continuously save the same JPEG and you start losing pixels. Like maybe that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I my understanding is I don't really think there's anybody from Old Volition there working on this, so it's not like it's the old guard or anything. Um, I people uh, who who love the game or the series, maybe. Yeah, the character creator is a fucking banger. Um, like that's it's and Saints Row was good at that stuff. Just pure levels of stupid. The character, the things you can do with the character creator are unbelievable if you're willing to put the time in. Yeah, that that makes sense, and I feel I feel like that's kind of become a, uh, an industry standard at this point. What, and that's not a, to devalue that at all. That's a, that's a great thing that this game is not exempt of that. Um, random question: I don't know if you played with this at all. How are accessibility options in this game? Uh, I there's some stuff in there for sure. I haven't messed around with it too much. I need to get in and and futz with the controls and see if I can make shooting feel a little better. Because I'm playing on PS5 and I don't think like the dead zones that exist as a standard feel particularly great. Like that's a big part of why the shooting doesn't feel great to me is I think the aiming is bad. Okay. Um. But uh, I haven't I haven't fussed around with it too much. But like a- as a result of that combat ends up feeling not particularly good and that's kind of a drag. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, that's one of the biggest parts of the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's a bummer. Um. It's. I don't know. It feels like there's so many weird missteps that are like highlighted by I I think the setup and concept for how this version of the Saints comes to be is interesting, but it's not being utilized properly. Because because of the your lukewarm response to it, are you still going to stick with it for the time being? Yeah, I intend to get a review up for this. This is a series that means a lot to me, and I kind of want to see it through to the end and see like if at this point, if the most positive notion I could come up with is like 
if they really take what people are saying seriously and they make a sequel, it could be real good, then I, I guess I could be happy with that. But right now, it's it feels kind of all over the place, and the technical issues really bog it down. I Like I said, I haven't had a ton of them, but I know there are people that the game is virtually unplayable for, so it needs it needed more time in the oven. That makes sense. Well, hopefully, hopefully there are some quick updates to fix some of those more immediate issues, and uh, hopefully that there is some content for the game on the horizon to kind of, uh, I, I want to say, flush it out per se. Maybe that, maybe yeah, that is the right word here. But. I do, I do want to say at least I think the one like Saints Row tone that remains intact, and I, I hope it's consistent in other places throughout the game. Are a lot of the side missions, which are referred to as side hustles, in this. Um, like they, they, they come into like you doing really dumb shit and then write it off in the proper Saints Row way where you're like, well, why would I do that? And like, just stop fucking asking questions and just throw the bombs. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some people I think are like that. They're like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't need a deeper meaning for this. Just let me chuck shit. Yeah, ex- exactly. Shit. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm excited to hear the more you get into it. Like I was thinking about picking it up this week but i wanted to hear your first impressions because i trust you when it comes to that stuff so i'll probably sit on it and as someone yeah as someone who really likes this series it's probably worth waiting for this price to drop yeah i'm I'm, I'm waiting for the patch in i don't know six months or so that's now with characters yeah yeah we'll see how that goes (laughs) yeah okay okay next game i'm going to talk about is coffee talk now this game is a few years old but they just recently added it to uh, Game Pass. And, uh, you know, since my, my trip back from the U.S. and I'd finished CrossCode and um, I knocked Tunic off my list, I was looking at Game Pass and seeing what new games there were. And I said, oh, I, I don't know anything about this game, but I really like the art style. So I decided to download it on a whim. And um, I booted up and, dude, it reminded me just like visuals and some of the audio um bits really reminded me of like sega genesis audio in terms of like the sound effects like i was Mm. i was getting vibes and this this is going to mean nothing to most people but like some of the the sound um i don't know what are the sound blips whatever used uh reminded me of sort of vermilion and uh ease the vanished omens um the art style was a little bit ease the vanished omens as well which is for the sega master system but obviously i was a, i i was a sega kid when i was growing up so um that's kind of my point of reference for making those references but i so you know booting it up i was really excited and i i knew next to nothing about this game and um Turns out I booted up a visual novel, which I don't play those that often, to be honest with you guys. And it starts out really good. I mean, for those of you who haven't played the game that have never heard of it, don't know anything about it, you're basically a coffee shop owner who owns a coffee shop that's only open late at night. And um, it's owned by, excuse me, the avatar you play as, which is this very mysterious character, and you get bits and pieces. Um, of who this person is through your um, your customers who are frequent customers talking about you a little bit. So you know a little bit about yourself, but you don't know a lot um, at the beginning of the game. You know that you, um, you end up learning that you have a lot of money and you kind of do this just for fun. 
you run this business just for fun. You run it for those people who need a, a place to go late at night who need a warm drink. And what's cool about this world is that it's not humans specifically. There are all sorts of creatures in there. There are werewolves, there are elves, dwarves, vampires, succubi, incubi, um, all sorts of creatures in this game. And basically, the gameplay comes in, the customers come in, and they ask you to make a drink. And you have to pay attention to what, A, what they say, kind of the hints they give you. Some of them are very direct, and some of them are not as direct. And B, you got to kind of dive into the supplementary material, which are like newspaper ads and um, writings done by one of the characters in the game. The reason why I'm talking about the story so much is obviously it's a very story-intensive game being a visual novel. And um, one of the things I really like about the game is there is this whole cast of characters. As to be expected as you're playing a coffee shop owner in a visual novel style. But what I like about it is it, it does a really good job. The writing does a really good job of teetering around... Um, humor and satire and then getting into some more serious issues and there are times where it does feel a little bit heavy-handed but for the most part it's really enjoyable and they frame it like these current modern problems in the world of mythical and mystical creatures so it's never too on the nose um, which i really like about the game now both of you guys have played this game at this point right did you guys talk about oh, it yeah. on the podcast <sighs> i don't remember it was so long ago i don't even know if i was I, on the pod when this game came I don't, out. no i think I, I don't yeah i don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast because i think yeah i played it not right when it came out hmm. and so i just didn't feel like bringing it up and then uh yeah no this is the That's first fair. time we've talked about it on the show i'm pretty sure and other other than i'm sure it came up at some point during our discussions of uh, Necro Barista, whenever we uh, talked about Oh, yeah, that. yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> just as a comparison, that, but that would not, make sense. not on its own. Coffee that Talk soundtrack sense. is still a staple to this day. Oh, yeah. Dude, low-fi, That was one of the things, like, the last thing I was going to mention, but let's mention it now. That soundtrack is top fucking notch. God damn, that oh, soundtrack so is... good. It's so good. <clears throat> Look, if you like lo fi girl on YouTube, you're gonna love this soundtrack. It's yeah, it's 150 percent that. Yeah, I was doing like full disclosure. I was uh, I had work training the last few days, and you know during downtime or um, kind of lit in between people talking and stuff like things getting set up, I just had the game on pause, listening to the music the entire fucking two days of training, just sitting yep. there listening to the music. It so wasn't good. even playing the game. Oh, yeah. so good. The music is really good. The art style is um, retro, yet it, it, it's modern enough, too, because you look at retro games and you meet a character, their facial expressions are pretty stagnant back in the day. Obviously, there wasn't enough storage to make a wide swath of faces per character to represent emotion. But this game... The characters are emoting well enough. They're looking at each other. It's not, it's not super modern in that way. It's like a good balance between retro and modern. And the art style is just beautiful. 
I absolutely love it. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe you're not as strong on it as I am, but I really I, enjoy the art style. I really love this game. I mean, I'm so far removed from it now, it's hard for me to, like, think back and, like, talk about it passionately, really, because it kind of came and went. Um, but I, I really, really loved this game at the time. Uh, I believe Coffee Talk 2 just got delayed, unfortunately, but... Oh, there's a second one coming. Yeah. Dope. I didn't yeah. know that. <clears throat> I had no idea about that. Um, to, to talk about a few things, uh, I guess, less about the story and, like, giving it its accolades, I, I do want to say, like, it, they're not criticisms. I think they're points to mention. Um, what, one of the things I don't really like about the game is, like, you have the ability, because you're making all these drinks, to make latte art. Um, you can actually, you know, practice that. But there's no, like, tutorial on how to do that. And, like, I understand. It's way easier on a computer. I'm sure it is, but I have no idea what I'm doing when, I, when I'm in that, that zone, per se. Um, oh, sorry. I, while, while we're on this note here, I didn't want to... Um, I didn't know this, so I wanted to get this out here while we're talking about it. There's a demo on Steam for Coffee Talk 2. Oh, dope. I mean, I don't have, uh, well, maybe I could run it on my computer. Yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. It looks like it's coming out in 2023. So. Yep. Coffee Talk 2, Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the, the, the latte art making portion, because they don't really give you a tutorial on it, it's pretty difficult, and it's something that, you know, if I care enough about, I'll go look up, but I don't know if I really do. Um, the other thing is, like, sometimes customers will come in and they'll demand a drink from you, and you have no idea uh, um, how to make that drink. Maybe there's just not been clear enough hints on how to make that drink. And if you are, if you're a person who knows how to make drinks, who's spent time in your life making drinks, I'm sure you'll be fine. If you're a person like me who hasn't, made a lot of those kind of drinks or hasn't done it in quite some time, it can be a little difficult finding those combinations. And I would recommend that um, if you're going to play through the story and you want to do like a really good job on that stuff, there is a kind of like, I wouldn't say f like free mode or adventure mode or something like that, but it's a, it's a, just a, a mode where you are just making drinks for customers. There's no, mm -hmm. no story in it. Just go practice in that for a little bit. Um, that way you can kind of get a feel for the combinations you make, what they could, what they could produce. And then you'll have a better feel of when the customers come in, in the actual story mode, what you're supposed to be doing. So it's not essential, but if you, if like, if you're that type of person who wants to get a perfect on every drink that's ordered. Yeah. Or no real somebody can penalty. come in acting an asshole and you just give them a black coffee. <laughs> I yeah. some of the stuff I like the most in that though is when people will come in later in the game and just be like I want something like warm and bitter like and you're just kind of vague about it and you're like all right let's see what we can make yeah that's true I yeah I like that I really like the cast characters like I don't know if you guys would want to do a cat on this I mean because the whole thing is story you know um <laughs> I'm not opposed to it, but it was so, so long ago. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd need to replay it. Yeah. 
And I understand it's kind of a tall order. It's not a short game by any stretch. I mean, it can be if you're like reading really quickly and just breezing through, but I think that kind of defeats the purpose of the game. Oh, absolutely, it does. Yeah. It's just such a it's um it's such a chill game. And I've re- I've really liked that. Um last few games have been like in-depth action uh puzzle games that is nice to get a little palate cleanser with this game so far. Hell yeah, yeah um, man. I'm not finished with the game. I think I'm over halfway done, but I, th- there's a lot to like about this game. Just the aesthetics, the the smart writing, the uh the uh parallel jokes that they make there's a uh, one of the newspaper clippings where it's talking about orcs and it has that uh like that short girl the meme of her running and she's kind of looking over the back of her shoulder the like it it has some good smart referential humor in there that i've mm-hmm. really enjoyed but that's um, fun yeah yeah i i would say if like you're at all interested in like a more story driven chill game and you are okay with the visual novel aspect of it i would absolutely say play this game they're like all the characters that come in are really likable um the astronaut bit is one of my favorite oh i forgot about that i do love that yeah Uh, i can't wait to see how that like his storyline culminates it's really interesting it's really interesting i think you're gonna like where that one goes because yeah. it plays with the idea of like an astronaut, but also the idea of like this fantasy world in in an interesting way. Yeah, yeah, I've really enjoyed their storyline. Um, I like all the characters' storylines; they're so diverse and um, has a good cast of characters. So, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, one 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 of the things I do want to say about the game. Sorry, this is the last thing I want to say. Is I feel like there is a lot of cultural awareness in the game which is something that i don't you know i don't feel a ton in other games it's not something i really look for per se but i really like the cultural awareness of the game it's something as simple as like the drinks you're making um when you're reading your kind of entry because you have a a phone that kind of documents the drinks you make and stuff it will point to the region that these drinks are famous in or they're derived from. And there will even sometimes be dialogue between characters about that, about that drink and hmm. where it, it was derived from. And I think there, that's really cool. It's neat. And there were also definitely times playing that game back in the day where I was like, I'm going to try and make this like just interesting, like drinks and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's been it's been a great experience so far. It it was something I needed, like I said, as a palate cleanser. Um, Yeah, I've really enjoyed the game so far. I'm I'm really excited to finish it and kind of see where the story ends up. And I'm excited. You guys made me happy that there's going to be a second one coming out. Yeah, I'm glad to bring that information to you because I I thought you knew. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I mean, I I should probably say it's it's worth noting. um, uh, people who were involved with the first ones are f- finishing it, but unfortunately, the original creator of Coffee Talk has passed away in the years since that game came out. I didn't know that. That's that's sad to hear. That's a shame. Well, I'm I'm glad that it's still being worked on by at least some of the people who were involved in the original. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So, Rich, you wanted to talk about. Uh, roller drums some more which is a game that you and yeah. Josh have really been enjoying recently. I don't have a lot more to add but I did want to touch on it a little bit um, 
this is definitely one I'm going to see through to the end the more and more involved I get in it. Oh, yeah. Um, Josh and I kind of hinted at this a little bit uh, when the first time we were talking about it, but boy, does that difficulty curve start to spike in a way that feels real satisfying. And as yeah. you get more weapons and have to switch on the fly, <laughs> like there is. There are new ways that like kind of interrupt the flow of it, which is like ungratifying in a lot of ways. But when you're in that groove and you can keep the flow going, that game just. It feels so good. Like Tony Hawk with a gun is what I should officially call this, and it's just oh, it's it's so good in action. There's just something about it and the art oh, yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. There are a few stages as you go on. Hey, they're just they're more difficult in general. Just with that first stage on the mountaintop, man, is like oh. yeah. Um, but, but there are a few of them where just figuring out how to get around the map is kind of its, it's own a task, thing. Yeah, it's like okay. I'm, Something, someone shooting at me from way the fuck over there. How, how do I even get over there to, to shoot back at these people? Yeah. And that, that can be a whole thing um, for a while. It's, 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 it's really satisfying. Um, just kind of getting a mastery over each level. Um, early on, I was able to kind of look at that list of bonus objectives and get, you know, almost all of them right off the bat. Um, and then as you go, it's kind of gotten to the point where like, okay, I got three of them <laughs> and then you yeah. have to kind of go in and slowly whittle away at the rest of the challenges. Um, Early on, it's definitely easy to like, just go in and you'll like incidentally do 75% of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do. I think this game's got a really good difficulty curve. It, it, I think so it's, too. It's a little bit harsh, but I think it's really satisfying, but it never stops it. being fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was quick. That was yeah, the no, quick... like I, I don't have a ton more to add probably until I'm done with it and have like some final thoughts on it. But I just wanted to be like, yeah, I'm still playing that. That game's still good, and people should definitely check it out. Absolutely. Cool. Um. Well, I guess along that line, I don't have a lot more to say about Tunic. I have finally. This is finished, a short like... episode. <laughs> I finally finished Tunic. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me try it again. I finally finished Tunic. Uh, I 100%ed it, uh, which is something I didn't think I was going to do with that game. I thought I was going to finish it and uh, be done with it, you know, through the one playthrough. But I like I really enjoyed the game a lot as as a whole, um, and I wanted to get the most out of the game. I, you yeah. know, it was weird because I had I finally finished the game the first time. And I needed to get the 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 true ending, so I went through and did the necessary stuff to do that. And then I had missed a few of the achievements because I was playing on um my Xbox since it's on Game Pass. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I'll just go get these final few achievements. And I found myself kind of just going through the game again from scratch. Granted, I was playing a new game plus, but I was like, huh, okay. Yeah, I'm the just new game plus with is this really satisfying. They they put some bosses just around the levels as yes <laughs> as regular enemies on Dude, that right? new game plus so uh there there's a in the overworld there's that point where you're it's near the old house there's a little for those of you who have played the game sorry i'm gonna get lost in the weeds a little bit there's an area right underneath and at that underneath area there's a a page of the manual that's 
completely blocked off by stone and water. You have to get an ability to get that page. Mm-hmm. And in that area, there are some of the um, first enemies you come across with swords. There are a few shielded uh, sword guys. There are the red guys and then the kind of bluish purple guys. And then there's one green guy. Um, he's like the really tall guy with a massive shield. As I get to that area in New Game Plus, there's like the even upgraded version of that, which is the giant fucking silver guy. And I was like, what the hell is that guy doing here? Yeah. As he just starts jogging over to me in monstrous steps. And I, I, I had a panic there for a split <laughs> second. Almost yeah. shit my pants. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the New Game Plus is really satisfying. Um, it may sound simple and silly as, oh, they're just throwing harder enemies at you. They're well-placed, um, which yeah. I think is a credit to this game. That I, um, I have to give credit where credit is due. Some of the puzzles in this game are excruciatingly difficult, and I wouldn't have found them all out without a guide, um, such as whether it's Josh's... Um, what's the word uh discovering and uh the language and deciphering the language that's the word i was looking for deciphering the language or other guides like kind of telling you how to unlock some hidden items There's, in the game yeah some of these puzzles are ex- the main puzzle like the the there is a singular big puzzle that kind of comes together through the whole thing. That is one of the most in-depth puzzles I've seen in a game like this yeah. by by a order of magnitude compared to a lot of other, you know, like yeah, yeah. It's, like that. it's insane. Yeah, with without like because we both we have to talk about it without spoiling it. Um basically you really have to pay attention to every area you go to in the world. Like every mm-hmm. single screen, every single area, there may be something hidden in this game. And it's like it's so much so that people are even theorizing like a lot of the stuff that has been found, which is pretty insane a lot of the stuff that mm-hmm. people are like I I don't even think we've found everything, you know, like Oh, I doubt that. I sincerely doubt everything's yeah. been found. Every nook and cranny has something in the game. Yeah, the the puzzle that Josh is talking about is fucking insane. Had I not looked up a guide, yeah. never would have known about it. Period. Um, it's it's. I, I have to give credit where credit is due. The uh, creators are very meticulous and detail oriented. And when it comes to new play, game plus and like putting those enemies around the map, it is well well chosen where they place the added difficulty uh it isn't just like let's throw more mobs at you it's let's choose these locations where we're going to throw more mobs at you and the type of mob to where it doesn't feel like insurmountable yet you are getting a good challenge in new game plus um yeah yeah it's been nice yeah and i think like it it counteracts New Game Plus in a positive way too, because you in New Game Plus you carry all the upgrades you made, all the, so yeah, like all, all the, the potion upgrades, yeah. all the stat upgrades. So you go into the New Game Plus pretty well beefed up, but because of the um, nature of them uh, escalating the difficulty, that it kind of balances itself itself out um, mm-hmm. here and there initially. 
but it new I would say New Game Plus as a whole was a little bit easier. I didn't completely play through it, but I played a good ch- chunk yeah, of it. Yeah, even with the much harder enemies thrown in, you're just you're so strong by the end that yeah. can you know basically doubling that again by being able to get all the up. I mean, you don't have to double it; you could skip a bunch of upgrades. But mm. if you keep you know redoing puzzles and whatnot, you're going to get even more power ups as right. you go, and, and you just it's you get and, ridiculous. You actually and, uh, um. Mm. Similar to like a Dark Souls or whatever, where you can just infinite new game plus things, you can do the same thing here to the point where your your health and magic will start wrapping around the screen. I was wondering about that because I didn't quite get to that point, but I was like, yeah, I, I think it, how... it takes like I can't remember if it's like three or four runs before <laughs> like they do they start wrapping all the way around the screen. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, um, I yeah. It, it's something that where, yes, it does feel a little bit easier. And on top of that, where you think about the first time you played the game, you had really next to, unless you were playing with a guide from the very beginning, kind of had no idea where you were going, what you were doing. When you boot up New Game oh, yeah. Plus, you know where things are. You know where to go get items. You know where, um, where things in the game yeah. are located. You know the enemies here about the fight in general. Obviously, like like we said, there are some yeah. added enemies and stuff like that, but. Um, you know the bosses, you know kind of what's happening. So Yeah, for, like a good for, 70% of the gating in this game is knowledge-based. Right. So on subsequent playthroughs, you just you just know all those things. But there's still, you know, a few things here and there. Like, okay, I need to get this key from over this area or whatever. I need to, I need to trigger this other thing to play out. Yes. But, but a lot of it is stuff that you can just, oh, I, just, I can well, go around this way. I, I, I know. I know all the shortcuts on this map. Yes. So. And I think that the, the creators slash developers did a really smart thing. Um, there's an ability in this game towards the end of the game that you get yeah. that really, uh, really reshapes your movement speed yeah. throughout the maps. And they oh, take yeah, that away right. in new game plus, which yeah. I thought was well, a, not, not just makes you quicker, but it, it really, it reshapes the way you can move the, the yeah, there's, there's, there's a traversal. Yeah. In, in in a fairly substantial way. So so having that taken away again is kind of the biggest oh, I'm I'm gonna have to go unlock this other thing again, sort of a, a feeling. Like the rest of it, like, oh it's nice, but that one movement ability you really notice not having. Right, yes. And I, I was annoyed at first. I was like, motherfucker. But actually <laughs> but the more I thought about it, I was like, this would this is really smart because if I had this ability again. I would breeze through this game, the new game plus mode in under an hour easily. Yeah. Yeah. Easily, easily. Um, and it's like, it's in new game plus, it really doesn't take you that much time. Like the reason why I booted up new game plus is cause I, this is a slight spoiler. I guess one of the achievements I was missing is, um, you're supposed to have 10 of those little Fox piggy banks at one time. Yep. And that procs an achievement. I had missed that one. You I, I just didn't use know them about. as you go. Yeah. I, I, I used I used a bunch of them at one point as I right before I was facing the final boss, I needed some money. And so I used a bunch yeah. of them. And so I was like, ah oh, shit, I gotta go back and get that. And so I started up New Game Plus and I was like, oh shit, I don't have that dash ability. So actually I started going through the game again really quickly, running through it to try and go get the dash ability. And by doing oh, yeah. that by doing that, I ended up getting ten piggy banks. So I didn't need to do that anyways. But um it was going noticeably and markedly faster. Like 
I booted oh, yeah, up the yeah. New Game Plus, and with a half an hour, I was facing like the second to last boss, the penultimate boss at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, it went much quicker than the first time I fought that boss. So, yep. Um, the New Game Plus is a lot of fun to play. Uh, the game in general is a lot of fun to play. Um, I would say for, for some people, I'm sure those super in-depth difficult puzzles are going to be a turnoff for some people. And I understand that some of those puzzles are insane. And yeah, for you to know where some of these hidden items are, is very akin to old, older NES, super NES, Sega Genesis level puzzles where it's like, you have no idea and you really have to explore. And obviously that's where the inspiration comes from. But, um, I would get where some people would be turned off by that in 2022. Yeah, this is the sort of game you play with a notebook uh, in, or a guide if you, if you just don't want to solve all those things because a lot of them are, like you said, ridiculously in-depth. Even, even if you see that there's a puzzle somewhere, it can be a matter of, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to write this down. I, I have to write this yep. down, otherwise there's yep. no way I'm able to keep track of it in my head. Um, yeah, which I like. I, I like games that go that hard. Um, there's not a lot of them anymore, but occasionally it's, you know, it's not something I want all the time, but here and there, like, I, yeah, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Hell yeah. It, it, was, it was kind of funny because we had that recent conversation about some of our favorite indies of all time, mm-hmm. and I, you had said that Crosscode and Tunic are both in your top five, and I just yeah. played them back to back, and they both have brutal puzzles in them, and I was like, yeah, they do. That makes sense why Josh has both of these in his top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually, I've got a notebook of clues to different puzzles that are like the, a bunch of the hidden stuff in the DLC mm. from CrossCode because I'm still playing through that. Um, I, need to, I need to make my way around to that yeah. um, here soon so I don't get too far removed from CrossCode. But um, what my, my one criticism about this game and it's a minor one is that last boss is fucking tough like yeah it is fucking it is tough. exacting um god damn that even, is one of the even, hardest bosses i've ever fought in my life yeah you and and it's also w- with the ability to be harder because you get to that last boss and you've had i'll, I'll not give any reasons or story reasons why but You've had most of your stats taken away um, right before that last boss shows up, and you mm-hmm. have the option, kind of a la Breath of the Wild, you can just go fight the boss now, which that's always an option in that game as well. It's not going to happen unless you are, like... Very fucking good. Ex- extremely good and also have a ton of experience with the game because of kind of like we were talking about before, some of the weirdness with the way the inputs in this game work. Yeah, yeah you'd, you'd need... It's, it would be next to impossible. I'm, I'm sure several people have already done it at this point. But, Probably. you know, for, for us mortals, next to impossible to just go in and, and beat that boss right away, and they kind of... That sets you off on your second main part of the quest to, to get all my fucking stats back. Um, yes. Exactly. Give me my stuff. Yeah, I I won't mention it here on the pod because I don't want to spoil it for people. I'll talk about it with you after the show, Josh. But like, yeah, 
I got really lucky. I, I finally beat that boss. I spent almost three days on trying to beat that boss. Like, I spent a few hours the first day, <clears throat> got pissed off, turned it off, started the second day, like, was more practicing for a few hours, like, oh, yeah, figuring things out. And then I, and I got pissed off again and turned it off. And then the next day, I booted it up. Um, it was on Thursday, right before I um, had my work training. I just booted it up. In, in between a break, we had like a 15-minute break. I booted it up, played it once, beat him, and I was like, oh, shit. Yep. I got it. <laughs> there know, are a lot of bosses close. like that in this game that are just... You need to put it down and walk away sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like, they'll just kick your ass, and it's just kind of a matter of internalizing the moveset. Um, but I, I don't know. I really like that, too, because, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's probably why Sekiro is probably my favorite combat in the Souls series. By a, mm. by a good chunk. There are other games I like better, but the combat in that game is just that that same Sekiro level of just is exacting. Precise. Yeah, mm. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, that that boss was fucking brutal, but I I was satisfied as fuck when I beat him. I was like, yep. I was like in my house. I was like, that's right, motherfucker. You know, like I was like <laughs> screaming at my screen after I beat him. Um. Uh, yeah, uh, it felt good. It felt oh, yeah. fucking good. But um, the like I said, I I really like the game a lot. I love the the uh, attention to detail in the game, and yeah, that's not going to be for everybody. Some of those puzzles are super brutal. Some of the hidden items are difficult as hell. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I wanted to say about the game that I didn't hear you mention too much, Josh. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Uh, maybe I missed it. It has pretty decent accessibility options for an indie game. It's not too in-depth, but it allows you, like, a no-fail mode. Um, yeah, yeah. I, it allows you to speed the game up a little bit, too, in, in the event that yeah. you're like, this is just too brutal for me, like, the, the Souls nature of the game. They give yeah. you an out, which is a lot more than the Souls games. <laughs> which I yeah. think this game is something that, that should welcome that, because... For a lot of people, I think the thing that's interesting about Tunic is not just like the combat's brutal, but it is that like super dense exploration. Yeah, and if you I could just I have that, that at and, the time, um, you, because, I feel like you, you probably did. did. Um, you did probably. Okay. probably not, I didn't. Don't think I went that in depth on it, but but yeah. Um, I think I, yeah, because I think I remember talking about how it's basically the same thing as they did in, with like Celeste, which is another okay. extremely yeah, brutal right. game that just gives you the option to. Oh, you can't fail. You can you can dash as many times as you want. Like they they right. give you the options uh to play the game how you want, which mm. is really good considering like you were saying, this this the game is brutal. Um it is. Just it playing is. it normally. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh there are some really good accessibility options and that even playing with the accessibility options allows you for cool variations in the way you play, there are certain cards in the game that give you certain abilities, and if you play with those accessibility options, you can do some really cool things. So mm-hmm. um, that's all I'll say. I'm trying not to give spoilers away. It is still yeah. a fairly new game, so I don't want to spoil too much. Um, sure, you can find it out if you go research um, yeah. about the game, but I will say this. Uh, definite 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 great game absolutely play it after having played it because I, I remember talking with you about this last week josh is there enough in this story for a cad i absolutely don't think so it'd be like a 10 minute cad but um <laughs> i like where the story goes I, th- I thought the story was simplistic enough um cute i really enjoyed the story 
Yeah, yeah. I think for it to work as a CAD, you'd kind of have to get into all the lore and backstory stuff. But like the mm. the actual events of the game, right? Uh, not so much. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, like the story, you're, man. You're, you're kind of going on an adventure, and that and that's about it. Right, 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 right. So, um, there's not enough here for a CAD, but I will say absolutely play this game. Um, it's still on Game Pass right now. Mm-hmm. And if you like the older Zelda, you like exploration, you like brutal combat, you're going to love this game. Yeah. So cool. It's true. Let's go on one more quick break and we will uh, hit the back end of the show stuff. Because that's the professional term we use here. Be right back. You know, Shay, Josh, when I listen to the Chomp cast, I don't just listen to the Chomp cast. I'll what be do chomping. you do? I be chomping. You be chomping? I be chomping. What do you mean? You know, I chomp it to the east, and I chomp it to the west, and I chomp it over to swordchomp.com, where I listen to the Chompcast. Oh, shit. What else can I find there? What's at swordchomp.com? At swordchomp.com, you can chomp over to the east for episodes of the Chompcast where we talk about video games. Or you can chomp over to the west for Chomping After Dark, where we spoil comics, movies, even video games themselves. Hell yeah! You know, one time, (laughs) I was listening to the Chompcast in the back of a car, and a police officer comes over and he knocks on the window. And I roll it down, and he shines his light on me, and I say, I'll be chomping. (laughs) What did he say? Uh, He was breathless. He didn't know what to say. You know what I would have said? Tell me. I would have said I'd be chomping. I'd be chomping. All right, we're back. Uh, we're going to very briefly talk about the PS5 price hike. This is kind of a spur of the moment thing. Um, I haven't been running polls lately. Uh, truth be told, this month has been a very difficult month for me. I've kind of abstained from social media the past month. So I've got a few messages about like why the Instagram has been a- inactive and stuff like that. And uh, I've had a very difficult month, um, both personally and professionally. So uh in 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 um i, I want to keep some level of uh privacy with some of that stuff but yeah it's just been a difficult month and so i needed a break from something i needed to cut something out and uh the social media was the thing i decided to cut out um largely my personal and the professional sword chomp instagram is something i took a step back from this month so we if you've noticed that like we haven't been doing polls or we haven't been throwing the topic of the week to the fans, that is the reason why. I, I've just had an incredibly difficult month and um I had to take some stuff off, off my plate, you know, in order to deal with it. And um so polls are one of the things that got nixed uh for the for the time being. They will hopefully be going back up as soon as possible. But um this would have been a great poll to talk about. And so I didn't want to kind of let this pass us by. I don't think it's big enough for a topic. Um I think it would have been perfect for a poll. This PS5 price hike that just randomly got thrown out there um, out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere, but also out of nowhere. Uh, where everywhere except the US, um, the PS5 is going to be jumping up in price anywhere from roughly $50 to even more. 
um, in some areas. It doesn't have to go up here because it was already overpriced here. <laughs> Ayo. But um, it, it's interesting. There's already a backlash. I saw that Japanese uh, fans of Final Fantasy are begging for Final Fantasy 16 to be put on PC um, as a result of this news. And like even here in Japan, people are still hard pressed to find a PS5. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was, I was telling the guys about this uh, a few weeks ago. I just randomly moseyed on to a used gaming shop that has some really cool collector stuff. I was sending the guys lots of really cool pictures. I ended up finding a PS5 there, and they were selling it for about $800. Yeah. Um, yep. And so, yep. I mean, that, that is the only PS5 I have seen in Japan for sale. Um, still, to this day. Yeah, I and think they're significantly easier to find here in the States at this point. Really? I've still never seen one for sale in a store. I mean, they're not easy, but considering how hard they were to find for the longest time there, it, it's not... Yeah. Like, I'm, every couple days I'm saying... I don't know, it still seems bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on the region. You're in New York City where I'm sure there are people yeah. looking for that shit, Rich, whereas, like, Josh is... Not in not as quite of a populated area. Yeah, I would say it's 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 significantly easier to get a hold of at this point. Um, in but, the more rural areas, I would say that makes sense. Yeah, but um, I I think a part of that is kind of like Rich was saying; it was already expensive here. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What like what do you guys think about this though? I mean. Let, let, let's take it from this angle, I guess, because that's too broad. Do you guys think that this price hike is going to turn people off from picking up PS5s or no? Absolutely not. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. No. Like, as, I was, saying it, as I was saying it, I was considering like... Considering the scalping market. That's exactly right. Like, as I was yeah. saying that, I was like, why the fuck am I even asking this question? <laughs> as soon as it started coming out of my mouth. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess it's gonna dissuade some people from buying it, but is it gonna be a substantial number? The people it's dissuading no. were never trying hard to begin with; like they weren't a factor. That's fair, because they, like you guys said, they could have bought a scalped version. Yeah, but um, do you guys think like because I don't remember the last time that's ever happened is like a console getting hiked in price? I'm sure it's happened. It usually before. goes just, down. Well, it might. I'm yeah. sure my memory is bad or something, but. Um, I, I mean, other I, yeah. other than the like the upgraded models, right from the last couple gens, where it's like, oh, this yeah, now really, has you know three times the hard drive. It really um, doesn't happen, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else other than an upgraded model. I I don't I can't remember a console just going up in price for you know with nothing changing offhand. Mm -hmm. Um. So it is fairly unprecedented. I, I don't think the reason for it is great because, I mean, the inflation talks are fairly Nonsense. overblown. I don't know about yeah. every market they're in because, like you said, it's, it's, it's on an individual country basis. So it could just be a matter of, you know, their money's just not worth as much anymore. Um, right, sort of thing. So less, less due to the inflation than just the economy all over the place has changed so much lately that oh, we we really, really have to change the price in this one market because you know it's just 
we're not we're not getting our money back out of it even remotely here right um but i i don't know i, I that that would be like you'd have to look at that on a, on a case by case basis whether or not it's remotely justified um and it, that that that's hard to say in general just because usually consoles are you know sold at a loss anyway so it's, yeah, yeah it's kind of so it's hard to quantify yeah i like and that's fair what like my issue with this news is um the sony statement was they were blaming high global inflation rates as was well adverse currency trends and the the currency trends i understand you know that that's fine i get that mm-hmm. you know um the market is is fluctuating so greatly right now that we're seeing currency trends that we haven't seen in 40 50 even longer years um for example the yen is the weakest it's been in quite some time um and i'm just saying that as a frame of reference for me being in japan i know there are other currencies right now suffering and prospering and whatnot Um, i wish you would have just stopped there and like i know that there are other currencies (laughs) (laughs) i'm not i'm not that big of an asshole uh but um not saying you are either i but, am um, eh. Eh, yeah maybe. Josh, josh tells it like it is <laughs> yeah but the, the the vagueness of inflation is kind of bullshit to me because like one of the things i think about that could possibly bar the ps5 i guess are chip prices right um with them yeah with the u.s granted i understand playstations aren't Per se, only manufactured in the US, I get that. But with US uh, negotiating that deal with Taiwan very recently and um, us seeing the trend Taiwan, of chips, of and this is more for like uh, PC and stuff like that going he, he down means in China price. Light. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. L I T E. Going down, that you would think that that wouldn't happen. But so that makes me wonder what part of the PS um, processing process, uh, <laughs> the develop, whatever you want to say. I know. There. I was, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. We know what you meant. Manufacturing process. That's the word. There you yeah. go. Words are hard. The manufacturing process is They're causing it to thing. become more expensive. Like what part of it is being hit hard by inflation? Just all of it. Yeah. Is That's like, Sony's official statements. Nah, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It just I, it's, it seems yeah. kind of predatory. I mean, like with no, no. I don't disagree with you. I don't yeah. like. I, I don't. I don't. I, I can't pretend that I fucking understand the process fully enough to comment on it in an intelligent way. But right. Yeah. Frankly, I think they're other than the you know individual currencies going kind of crazy lately. That that part makes more sense to me than just like you said, the inflation kind of seems generally bullshit however with less to do with that than just climate change screwing up shipping in a lot of places Mm. with you know a lot of rivers that we used to ship a lot of stuff through not being able to actually ship anything on lately i i don't know if that could have done anything to their into you know specific supply chain to get everything they need put together um like it, it, it legitimately could be something along those lines. We're like, oh, we we've been doing it this way for so long, and well, now there's not a river to get our processors here that we we've used been to straddling do. a hard line down um, the Mississippi. Yeah, so I mean, there there are legitimate reasons why this could happen. 
their explanation seems so specifically just vague. Yes, extremely vague in 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 ways that borderline predatory. Uh, like I, it has less to do with that than it just like. All right, like it, it's obvious you're bullshitting us, but like, what what are the actual reasons? Um, in yeah. that, who knows is kind of the the thing. It could just be they want more money, or or there could be other reasons that they just didn't want to get into. Like they just kind of hand wave, ah, oh, inflation, ah, um, thinking that'd just be good enough for for everyone. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's very hand wavy, and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just. I don't know. It doesn't sit right with me. I a lot of kind of I guess the what we've been seeing, I don't know how to word this. A lot of what we've been seeing in just kind of like corporate world has been and I don't want to get too much into this, but I, I do think this is the appropriate place to have the like just scratch the surface on this conversation. A lot of the corporate world we've seen the last few years have profited greatly off of this pandemic. No, that for various different reasons, and this just seems like uh, another fucking reason of that. I guess uh, a new memo down the top of the line from the head of Sony Development. Uh, we need more money. Yeah. They have folks. They need more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. Um, you know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's there's no winning in this situation when you're raising the price of something and it's a hard thing you got to do. And it's like maybe there are legitimate predator. reasons for it. Who knows? I Whoever don't know. wins, we lose. It's a bad. You movie. know, like I, I, I think I would sit well with it if they're like we are raising the prices of this and uh, we're giving an additional, you know, few dollar raise to the lowly people who are actually <laughs> manufacturing this. Good joke. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm saying like if if that was the case, I'd be like, okay, fair enough, and then I'll leave it at that. They already get two smoke breaks. What more mm-hmm. do they want? Yep. Yep. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. But we'll never see, see nor hear anything like that. Anyways, um, do you guys have any final thoughts on the PS5 price hike or not really? Eat the rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be the, be mm-hmm. the first one there. Whenever, whenever we are eating the rich, that way you can grab the yeah. PS5. Get a good, get a good seat. Mm. Right. Okay. Well, let's round out the show with uh, our one of our favorite things. We uh, shout out the patrons who uh, so willingly and generously donate money to the show to keep the lights on, so we can do all the fun stuff that we do. Um, we're eternally grateful for each and every one of them. Um, and so without further ado, I want to shout out the names of our um, awesome patrons who kept the lights on this past month. So thank you to Mr. Sandwich, Bernadette, Matt, Cy, Beefy Gamers, Josh L, Justin R, The Zalby, Tani, Amber M, and this wonderful gentleman who recently... <laughs> Uh, changed his name on Patreon to Frederick Pussy Whiskers. That's a great name. Uh, yes. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for um, <laughs> donating your money this month, always supporting us, helping us out. 
Um, thank you very, very much. It means thank the world you to us. for hanging around, guys. Yes, exactly. Um, but that is the end of the show. Um, I want to say, uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you want more content from us, head over to swordchomp.com where you can get access to more podcasts such as Chomping After Dark, Chomping at the Bits, and Evoking the Sublime. They're all up there. They're all dealing with video games. Check them out there. Also, we have an article section where we do video game reviews, think pieces, guides of certain things that we are inspired to do. Rich, as he mentioned, is going to be getting up a Saints Row 1 here. Not in the next few days, but here very soon, so be on the Relatively lookout for soon. that. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing one for Coffee Talk, actually. Like by all one. means. By all means. Yeah. I will never discourage you from writing down your thoughts. Yeah. I uh, might do a short one on Coffee Talk if I feel so inspired. Um, so check that stuff out there. We have a merch store at store.sorechomp.com, as you may have heard from our lovely commercials. Um, there are new stuff going up all the time new designs stuff like that uh check it out and buy some stuff uh to help support us and rep sword chomp out in the wild it means the world to us and last but not least if you enjoy the show and you really want to support us in the best way possible you can head over to patreon.com slash that is the absolute best way you can support us besides word of mouth, letting people know about the show. Um, we are 100% listener funded. Any money we make from this show goes right back into it, um, goes right back into the Sword Chomp umbrella where we make additional content and things of that nature. Um, we don't pocket any of the money. It's the umbrella. That's, I couldn't remember where we kept our money. That's, that's, <laughs> it's in the. I've been uh, looking There's always money in the long. banana stand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Um, any money we make just goes right back into what we do. Umbrella. And, I gotta um, go. <laughs> gotta find that umbrella. But thank gotta you. Gotta see to, a man about umbrella. <laughs> but thank you to listening, uh, for listening to the show. Thank you to, to our wonderful, lovely patrons. Uh, we love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. Thank you to Josh and Rich for being here with me today. I appreciate you guys. Uh, it's a fun episode. And we will be back next week with an exciting new episode of the Chompcast. Thank you so much. Have a great night or day wherever you're at and take care. So that's what we say. <laughs> <laughs>